1: If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle.
0: This is Podco Media Networks.
1: On episode 130 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're excited about 2020. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Mel Edwards, global CEO of Wonderman Thompson, is back to continue our chat. Next time, Joe Auer will expand on our discussion about SEO, and Jocelyn Kopak will join us soon to talk about building a great brand. In the weeks and months ahead, we are planning discussions with Catherine Hayes, Maggie Fox, Amanda Slavin, Vincenzo Landino, Mark Schaefer, and lots more. This will be an action-packed year, so stay tuned.
0: If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. You've never tried to eyeball six feet as often as you do now. You wear a mask, you wash your hands and you've stayed within the walls of your apartment for more hours than you care to add up. But unless you live in a smoke-free building you're not exactly home-free. Secondhand smoke drifting through the cracks in walls or sink drains carries toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. And right now, lung health is key. Go to TobaccoFreeCA.com to learn how to stay safe.
1: All right, back to Mel Edwards. Last time, we set the table for our discussion of some of the key developments in the ad business, and specifically Wonderman Thompson. This time, we talk about Mel's vision of inspiring growth for ambitious brands. Look ahead to 2020. Spoiler alert, we're both excited about it. And we start this second part of our discussion about consulting. Consulting companies are gobbling up creative firms, and ad agencies are doing more consulting. So let's get to it. I want to dig into both 2020 and inspiring growth for ambitious brands. But I want to talk a little bit about consulting. We've mentioned it a couple of times, and it's kind of a broad term that people associate with firms like McKinsey and the Big Six. Are they six still? I don't even know. I
0: don't know either, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In my interactions in marketing over the last 30 years with agencies, I thought that agencies were essentially in the consulting business too. You know, you hire them because they've got smart people and they can help you solve a problem, which is what you go to McKinsey for too. They use different processes. But it seems like consulting, in quotes, in ad agencies is growing. And as you mentioned earlier, you're trying to get into it a little bit because those consulting companies are trying to get into the ad business. So why is this a trend that the McKinsey's are interested in? And why are you trying to get into consulting?
0: Yeah. So if I look, you're absolutely right. I think if you take a hard look at what agencies have been achieving and delivering for our clients for many years is, to a certain degree, consulting. If you look at the types of work we do strategically, that is consulting clients. It's just named something slightly different. And if I look at our commerce practice that we have at Wonderman Thompson, we come up against consultants to do big platform builds time and time and again. Some we win, some we lose. But, you know, they are creating, you know, distribution strategies, delivery strategies is not just building websites. And that's very much, you know, that is absolutely the consulting ground. I think the thing that potentially makes us different, which is why I'm not surprised the consulting businesses are buying creative agencies, is that creativity. So I think, you know, a lot of the consultants can deliver to a certain degree. But they can't necessarily execute on that consulting strategy, which is why you can see some of the, you know, the big consultants going around and buying those types of agencies. And I think if I look at what Wonderman Thompson has in in our business, that actually moving into next year, we are slightly evolving our positioning. So we are very much focused on inspiring growth for ambitious brands. But what we talk about in terms of the type of business we are is very much we're part agency, we're part technology company, and we are part consultancy. Because actually, those are the three areas that our clients are coming to us for. And by unpacking it slightly, we've tested this with a number of our clients going, you know, what do you think? Does that make sense? And they're like, it makes perfect sense. I've got the ha-ha moment now with you. I can understand what that means, because, you know, when I come to you and ask for a commerce strategy and to have support with your technology companies that we have within Wonderman Thompson, that big technology arm, that feels like a different, that feels in a different space to maybe what traditionally you would have done from a comms perspective. We are all still Wonderman Thompson, and that's for us to make sure that it's really simple. For our clients to navigate through our organization. But for me, I think clients are coming with those questions. It's really interesting. I would say if I look back two to three years ago, a client would ask us if we're doing a pitch. Let's say net new, a client would ask us to help us with our brand strategy. And therefore, what does the communications strategy look like off the back of that? And what does that look like in terms of the creative element? And now I think clients are asking for this is where we are moving to in the next five years. This is where we have to get to in the next five years. And therefore, what does that agency model look like to help us? How does data and technology feed into that model? And then what does that model look like within our business, you know, the client's business? And actually, the creative side of things is just as important. But I think that whole language around, pitching now is definitely moved into that field. And I think the things that our clients are asking us for have become more strategic. I mean that they are asking us to help them with their business challenges. And not to say that they never did before, but I think there's definitely just a sense of we need to get to, I don't know, $5 billion of growth in the next five years. How are you, Wonderman Thompson, going to help us do that? And that language has definitely changed, I think, even in the last year from what I've seen with net new business coming in or or clients themselves.
1: And it's a more strategic role. Is there anything more strategic than the way you present your brand? I don't think there is.
0: I don't think so. Yeah.
1: It seems like it has gone up a level or two in the last 10 to 15 years that I've been watching the business and bringing all the power of the brains that are in Wonderman Thompson to a broader problem than just a campaign.
0: Yes. And I think, you know, it goes back to that point. All businesses in some shape or form are wrestling with how they transform and evolve themselves to keep alive really and to stay ahead. And so we're all wrestling with the same sort of challenges. They might be slightly different dependent on the industry sector. But I think that's why a client would come to us to ask for help from a consulting perspective. But it very quickly then evolves into, you know, what does your commerce strategy look like? How do we support you from a brand experience and therefore moving into a customer experience? And ultimately, you know, even helping them with new products and services to support their business and the growth that they need to stay alive, really.
1: Yeah.
0: Really interesting.
1: It definitely is. It's like the world is just kind of changing as we watch it. And all the data that flows from business to business is being harnessed finally. I worked now about 30 years ago at a retailer in the Northeast here in the U.S. And we collected all kinds of data. I don't know that we did anything with it.
0: (laughs) We get that quite a lot, actually. And North America business, as you will know when you spoke to Jacques, who heads up uh the Thompson data, you know, we have a huge wealth of data that sits within our organization. But that is not an unknown situation that a lot of our clients have a vast amount of data, sometimes to the degree that, you know, because the data will sit in various different parts of the business. And it could be that they overlap, it could be that actually they just hold it. But back to your point, they don't actually use it. That is something that definitely we are asked to do quite a lot, you know. Give us an audit of what data we hold and where that data sits, what technologies we have within our organization to hold that data. And then really, these are our business challenges. So what data should we be holding and what do we need for the next five years and help us get there, You know, help us with that change? And that's something that we get asked time and time again.
1: Let's talk about inspiring growth for ambitious brands. What does that mean to you and what does it mean to a client that you help with that challenge?
0: Yeah, I think it encompasses a number of things. Whenever I've presented that to a client of ours, they really like it because it resonates. And it resonates, actually, not only just because of the growth element, but the ambition. Everyone wants to be ambitious. We all want to be ambitious in the sense of where we want to get to. And so that's resonated and really landed well with our clients. What it means to me is a multitude of things. That could be a hard business challenge, very much around, I need to drive $5 billion of sales through digital channels in the next three years, so help us get there. It could be that we need to grow from a market share perspective, or we need brand growth. You know, we need a healthy brand to stay alive, so please help us. But in every shape or form, most of the challenges that come to us are about growth in some way or form. I mean, no one wants to sit in a declining business, right? You know, when you don't win, it's not a great feeling. So we all want to grow, be that on a personal level or in an organization. Working in a business where you're declining is not a great feeling. And when you have growth, you can invest and you can do so much well. The world opens up and there is more opportunity rather than having to go through those lovely things called restructures. And so I think we all want to be in businesses that have growth and are growing. And I think our clients come to us with a number of, quite often our clients may come to us with one growth challenge, but more now we're seeing across the board in every region, every market, even at global level, the challenges our clients are coming to us and asking for or help are around bigger growth challenges they're asking our help with.
1: That's interesting. And the word brand in there, growth for ambitious brands. Yeah. What is the role of a brand in growth?
0: It's huge, isn't it? You know, I think it's really interesting. If you don't have a brand, I think I said before, if you don't have a brand, you don't have a customer. And if you don't have a customer, You certainly don't have a brand. And so I think that was really interesting for us when we brought, you know, Wonderman and JWT together because of all of that great heritage from a brand perspective within JWT and from a Wonderman perspective, all of that, the heartland of having true data to really understand customers, to make sure that what we are putting forward to a customer is relevant and feels personal and that you not necessarily big brother, but you know what they're after. You know the experience that we should be delivering for those customers. And therefore, I think they come hand in hand, which is why I think, you know, bringing together those two businesses to create Wonderman Thompson, I think is absolutely the magic because we now, we have brand experience and customer experience sitting alongside one another. And for me, I think an ambitious brand, you could say it could be an ambitious company, but I think for clarity and simplification, having the brand as that part of our positioning, for me, I thought was key.
1: Yeah. I think it's important to think of your company or yourself as a brand. Yes. Not just as an organization, but something people relate to and have a feeling in their gut about.
0: I agree. And just on a personal level, actually, I think for me, I always, and I don't want to talk about Mark Reed here, but actually, you know, I work with him, still do. He's my boss, but you know when I worked with him, when he was the CEO at Wonderman, he and he still is like this. He's very good at he treats everyone like the way you'd want to be treated, and so he's extremely respectful of the individual. And that's definitely something that now it's not like I wasn't disrespectful, but you know when you're busy and you need to make quick decisions and you need to move fast. You said it earlier on. You know this is a people business. These are people's lives that you you are responsible for. And so being respectful to everybody, if anyone sends me an email within our organization, I always respond because someone has taken that time to email me and ask me something, whatever it might be. It might be something that I can't help with, but I do always respond to any email that comes into me from somebody within Wonderman Thompson because it's respectful, it's courteous, and I should do that. And similarly, I think you know, so back to that about your own personal brand, I want people to feel that feel me in some shape or form within the organization, which is hard to do because everyone, you know, will say to me, "Mel, when are you going to come to Indonesia or when are you come to Malaysia or when are you going to come to India?" If I'm on a plane because we're in a lot of markets, I could be on a plane every single week, but that's not going to be great. Well, firstly, it's not going to be great for my health, and it's certainly not going to be great for my children. But actually, that's not going to be great for the business because I need to make sure that I'm going for a reason. And yes, it's because I want to meet the people in in the organization and and within my own team. But I also need to be spending time with our clients and doing that, which is just as important, if not the most important thing. So it's a balancing act. But I hope that, you know, I would hope that the people within Wonderman Thompson they can feel me, and that may be through the communications I do internally, or or the podcasts, or the films that we roll out, or when they see me when I'm sitting in an office, sitting in one of our markets, and you know I just have a chat. But you're absolutely right; personal brand is key whenever doing anything like this.
1: All right, so let's look ahead to 2020.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's your vision, and what are you most excited about?
0: What's my vision? I think I want a business. I want to have a business that I lead, that everyone wants to come and work at. And I think it's really interesting when we do lose people, you know, to the tech companies, they are our partners, but you know, we do lose people to the to the Googles and the Facebooks. What is really interesting, and I would say this year has been really interesting in that sense, but we have had so many people, I've had so many people connect with me, because they're really interested about what we're building at Wonderman Thompson. I want to be part of that. They're excited that we are looking to build something that will future-proof our organization, and therefore, people want to be part of that. And so I think my vision is very much about being able to deliver that end-to-end offer for our clients. We don't really have media in our organization. We partner with Group M, but we do think about performance marketing and performance media. But having a really true end-to-end offer for our clients is something that I'm excited about. And so my ambition for next year is really to deliver upon that. And that's not to say that we go into our clients and we go in with a bag and we knock on the door and go, hey, can I sell you a commerce strategy? Or can I sell you you know, a customer experience workshop? It's about listening to what our clients' needs are, but making sure that if there is that need, then they could come to Wonderman Thompson if they so wish. And the goal for me, I think, from our personal level is that you know I want this to be the place that people stay because they're excited about what we're going to deliver for our clients, not just next year, but the next four to five years and how we're going to, I guess, help drive the ad industry in a way and reshape it for the future. That, for me, is really exciting. I want people to go, I want our people at Wonderman Thompson to go, it is brilliant working at Wonderman Thompson because I'm learning every single day. I get to have fun. Some people say to me, are you having fun, Mel? And I'm like, no, I wouldn't say the word fun is definitely <laughs> in my vocabulary just yet. But I do have that ambition that I want people to love working here. And it's exciting. I sit in the UK office and you walk into the reception and the energy Just blows you away because it's exciting. We're creating something new. And that's my vision that, you know, my, or my goal is very much that our clients are coming to us because they know we are a trusted partner to deliver the growth for them because of the experts we have in our organization. It's as simple as that, really.
1: It's ambitious, but simple.
0: Yes. Yeah. And not easy, not easy, but that's the ambition. And I think with what we've got in the organization now, what we're building, the people that we're training, the new people that we're bringing in as well. You know, I think that really does set us up for success in 2020. I'm super excited about it because for me, it's like, right, we're off to the races now. Let's go. And everyone's thinking, oh my word, Mel, can I have a break? Can I have a bit of (laughs) holiday time? And then we'll go. And that's fair enough because everyone here has worked super, super hard this year. And every time I'm in a market, every time I do a town hall, I always thank everyone because. Not one person makes a business. It's the people. And for me, we wouldn't have Wonderman Thompson without the great people that we have here.
1: Well, you're excited. I can definitely <laughs> tell that.
0: <laughs> yep. Sometimes too excited. You know, I think I'm sure people <laughs> would like me to calm down and but you know, I have a sense of urgency because I feel like there is so much opportunity. And if we don't capitalize on that opportunity quickly, we might lose and oh, I say lose, but you know everyone's trying to get to the same goal really they might come through it via a different journey it's exciting that there's the opportunity out there it's very much about us jumping on that and driving that and delivering for it as well
1: can't wait to see what happens next year
0: oh thank you me neither
1: (laughs) (laughs) well thanks so much for joining me i can't wait for my listeners to have this conversation in their ears
0: thank you for your time as well
1: all right, next time, Joe Hour on SEO, so stay tuned. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is Copyright 2020. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time.